You're listening to Cortez Currents. It's been a year since Autumn Barrett Morgan was hired as a biological monitoring technician at the Dillon Creek Wetlands Restoration Project. This is in Cortez Island's oldest farm site, currently known as Linnea Farm. Prior to the land being a farm, it was wetlands. Three years ago, the Friends of Cortez Island and Linnea Farm partnered in a project to restore the wetlands to help reduce the sediment and thus reduce the nutrients flowing down Dillon Creek into Gunflint Lake. The wetlands are also meant to enhance the breeding and foraging grounds for wildlife, including species at risk. Barrett Morgan told Cortez Currents, the wetlands are the watering hole where biodiversity interacts, providing food, shelter, and water. It becomes this meeting ground for land and water animals. And there's so much variability in the species. There's consistent monitoring by myself, as well as Miranda Cross, the project manager, and the Linnea Farm Stewards. Wildlife observations can be thought about as just seeing animals and seeing different species. But the best way to observe wildlife is to open your ears and your eyes and your nose and really to be present with the environment you're in and then just see what you notice and take note of it. The data collection is really exciting because if you're collecting data before the construction and the restoration happens, then you have some baseline data to then compare once the project is implemented and the ecosystem is functioning. You can see if there is any new species that are appearing or being observed. What's really cool about this project as well is Linnea Farm has documents for over the decades of all the variety of wildlife that have been observed at Linnea Farm, but also in that field. And now we're starting to see some species that maybe existed in that particular field back when it was previously the wetland, but haven't been observed since, such as the kingfisher, a bird species that was observed in the fall and hadn't been observed directly on the farm since Linnea Farm was created. There was a work bee that day, so many of us became aware of it, and the way we became aware of it was by its sound. We first heard it. We were all shocked by hearing that sound around the wetland, especially some of the folks who live there. Then we saw it fishing around the site and it was just really exciting because that was like, whoa, we haven't observed the kingfisher here yet. Kingfishers live on the island, but they hadn't been observed at that wetland site at, on Linnea Farm. Was it actually fishing in the wetlands? Yeah. I don't think I saw it breaching the water, but it was around the water like there was water in the wetland at that time. And it was making that classic like kind of sound, but I didn't actually observe it diving into the water to fish, but it was definitely around. Are there any other species that you've noticed showing up at the wetlands that haven't been there before? Some of these might be species that folks at Linnea Farm have observed over the years, but I'm just going to say some of the species that I've observed since construction and since the restoration. There's really such a variety. I have observed the great blue heron fishing in the inlet or frogging, either one. I was in the inlet looking in the pool to see if there were either frogs or fish. It looked like it was hunting. 
I can break this down into so many different ways because there's I've observed mammals and birds and amphibians and some reptiles and et cetera, et cetera. So some of them that I've observed are the great blue heron, the red-tailed hawk, bald eagle, common raven, turkey vultures, violet green swallows, American robin, a merlin, northern pygmy owl, barred owl, the yellow-rumped warbler, red-breasted nuthatch, red-breasted sapsucker, a variety of woodpeckers, spotted towies, of course, a variety of bat species, the northern red-legged frog and the Pacific tree frog. I observed a rough-skinned newt right on the edge of the wetland the other day. Observed snakes around the edges of the wetlands. I just heard so many bees buzzing and pollinating the willow trees. Hummingbirds. I spent some time with a juvenile trumpeter swan. And I observed some snow geese there the other day. The list just goes on and on and on. The way that I monitor the site is, especially for birds, I use a field recorder. So I record all of the sounds that I am listening to. And if I don't know them, it's really great because you can listen back to them later and then identify it after the fact. The biggest tools are definitely our eyes and our ears. Do you have any special stories about any of these creatures? I can just think of so many interactions that I've had just by going to these wetlands and sitting there. And one of them in particular, I was spending the day at the wetland and there was a male mallard duck there. And he had been there for many hours and he was showing himself and hiding. I was working there. So I saw him and I kept seeing him, but then he kind of disappeared. And a few hours later, I heard the female mallard flying into the wetland. I watched her land into the wetland. And as soon as she landed, the male mallard came out of nowhere again and was just quacking away so excited and just followed and landed right beside her and just kind of danced around her. I just really enjoyed that moment. One night I could hear from across the road, actually, that there was a, a northern pygmy owl coming from Linnea. I walked over to go and check it out to see if I could get a recording of it any closer and listen to exactly where it might be. And so I was walking over, I saw a barred owl in the alder trees of the parking lot at Linnea. And then later it was up in the field above the wetland. Barred owls predate upon northern pygmy owls. So really interesting to see that interaction firsthand and to hear the call from the northern pygmy owl kind of going around the neighborhood because there was a few around but then as soon as the barred owls showed up then they were very quiet the day that i saw the snow geese i was working around the wetland they were just about to fly in and land in the wetland and i was watching them and last minute they saw me and they were like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> they aborted their mission for a minute and flew away and they decided okay she's okay so they landed We've observed raccoons and deer, of course. They're always around. I've observed a variety of different bat species using um, a really, really cool device. It was hard to actually 
see them or hear them because of their sonar frequency, but this device actually picks up the sonar. So we observed um, six different species of bats. I've observed otter tracks around the wetland. Miranda pointed out to me, she noticed that a beaver had been chewing one of our live stakes. So there had been observations of beaver around the wetland as well. Back in the winter, I observed tracks and scat of a wolf, I believe from the forest just looked like it made a trail just to drink some water from the wetland. And other mammal species, squirrels, of course. What about predators? I don't know if folks have the same definition of what a predator is. In terms of a food web, and especially at a wetland, it's really hard to divide the food web into predators and prey because it's so much more complex than that. Some animals are predators, some are prey, and many are both. Wetlands are really a host for such a variety of those interactions and all are really significant in their role that they can play in, in a wetland food web. Have you noticed anything at the wetland in terms of birds or mammals that's unusual? in the sense that you wouldn't have expected to see it on Cortez? So far, I've observed or noticed animals that might be less frequent visitors, such as the snow geese or even that juvenile lone trumpeter swan. There are some species of birds, like the Wilson's snipe. I observed that in the winter. That's a wetland bird, has a really long beak, and it probes into the mud of wetlands eating. I hadn't observed one of those before personally, but I know that they are around the, these islands. This year was unique because of how cold and uh, snowy it was. What about reptiles and amphibians? I observed an alligator lizard on the road and some garter snake around the wetlands. So there's a bunch of rocks that are piled around the edges of the wetland. And those we were hoping are little snake and or reptile houses for shelter to keep shady and warm. So I've observed the rough-skinned newt, which was really exciting the first day that I found that because it must have traveled from the forest to potentially breed in the wetland. It was just a last week or two weeks ago. I look forward to the day of finding some salamanders traveling to and fro, also amphibians. I've seen so many Pacific tree frog egg masses. Just the other day, I did a kid's tour and we observed some tadpoles, which was very exciting. Some of them have already hatched. The Pacific tree frog and the northern red-legged frog has been observed around Linnea for as long as I know. We're really hoping that they'll breed more in, in the wetlands. The other amphibian that I always like to mention is the western toad because historically the western toad had a large population on Cortez and the population has declined so much on the island and we're not exactly sure why so it would be very exciting to see some western toad egg masses which are found in a string as opposed to a mass or to see western toad hopping around the site is there a sense 
in which the wetlands have been taken back for the wilds? Mm, that's an interesting question. It was pretty amazing, the process of seeing the wetlands as a field and then within five days it being excavated to hold and contain water. Even on those construction days, I was still amazed by the amount of wildlife that were still present around the site and how quickly animals came. I think out of almost like a curiosity is to see what's going on. Also, because some older trees on the edges of the wetland were kind of folded into the middle of the wetland before it was wet. So there's a lot of leaves that were accessible for deer to eat. And we sowed a bunch of rye grass around the wetlands. Canada geese were there pretty much throughout the whole process, but specifically in the past few months since construction in August, really animals seem to really be drawn to it. It's like water is like a magnetic force that animals notice when it's there and they really seem to be drawn to the spot. I think that over time, especially as it really gets revegetated, that it's just going to continue to enhance habitat and breeding and foraging grounds for wildlife. It really seems all the details that went into creating this wetland, including the coarse woody debris and the way that it was placed in the wetland, I've observed animals using most all of it. Even if it's just to like land on top of one of the logs, I've seen ducks swim under some of the branches and hanging around. I think that because of the design and some of the more natural elements of it, animals just keep coming, even in the winter. You've been listening to an interview with Autumn Barrett Morgan, a biological monitoring technician at the Dillon Creek Wetlands Restoration Project.